Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. My name is Rebecca Whitman, and I'm a success mentor. I believe there are seven pillars of success. Your spiritual life, your physical fitness, your emotional, romantic, mental, social, and finally, your financial life. When you get all seven areas in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I learned this the hard way. I've always made money. Unfortunately, I spent so much time making money that I never had time for the rest of my life. So, despite not having financial worries, I was never happy. I wanted romance, but I didn't have time to date. I wanted to be in great shape, but I couldn't find a moment to go to the gym. I wanted a more spiritual life, but I didn't meditate. That also takes time. I wanted to read great books and fill my mind with deep thoughts, but I never made the time. I wanted a great social life, not just going to work-related events. Emotionally, I was a wreck because my life was totally out of balance. Today, I earn more money than I ever have in my life, and I work only part-time. I have the relationship of my dreams. I'm in the best physical shape of my life. I'm spiritually grounded. I feel fulfilled mentally, socially, and emotionally. My life is in perfect alignment. This podcast will help you discover where your life is out of balance. My mission is to support you in achieving work-life balance so that you can have more fun and freedom in life. On my show, you will get to learn from experts in all seven areas of abundance. My guests have achieved tremendous success in their zone of genius. Are you ready to go to a level 10 in all seven areas of life? You got this. Welcome, Jason Forrest, to the Balanced Beautiful Abundance Show. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I have been blown away by your background in sales and sales training. And I'm going to share a little bit about you with my audience just so they know how epic this show is going to be. So Jason Forrest's infectious love of sales has inspired and invigorated sales teams for more than a decade. Jason's entire career has revolved around creating and teaching battle-tested sales strategies from the front lines. He's driven by science and psychology, so everything he preaches, he has used himself. Billion-dollar companies rely on Jason and his wife, Mary, to lead them into the future of sales and sales training. Jason is a member of the Global Guru's top 30 list of the most influential sales professionals in the world. And Jason and his wife, Mary, lead the nation's fastest growing sales training company, a three-time Inc. 5000 fastest growing private company. So Jason, I'm so excited to have you on the show. And I want to ask you, how did you get into sales and sales training? Like, what was your journey? Sure. Yeah. So my, my simple story is that my my father's owned the, the uh, owns the oldest jewelry store in North Dallas in Dallas Fort Worth, and uh, so I grew up kind of selling diamonds, selling jewelry. Uh, my mom uh, has been teaching public speaking and debate for fifty years now, about to retire after fiftieth year of debate and public speaking. And then my Sunday school teacher growing up was Zig Ziglar, and mm. so I had that uh, had that going for me. So um, so it just wow. it just. There's a lot of influence, a lot of programming. I was very fortunate in the sense that um, we've always been a very like a positive selling environment or positive selling family. You know, a lot of families, their parents tell them sales is more of a plan B career. If you can't do anything else, you should get in sales. Uh, but for me, it was always a plan A. It was always what, you know, what I saw my family do as far as the ability to persuade others to do something to get them what they truly want out of life. You know, it's really what selling is all about. And, and, uh, and so I was able to, you know, watch my father do that when it comes to jewelry, when I watched my mother do that, when it comes to teaching, you know, college kids how to be better influencers, better speakers. And of course, Ziegler, when it comes to Sunday school, was pretty, ma- pretty magical to watch him. That's magical. I had no idea that Zig Ziegler, one of the best sales trainers that ever lived, I think him and Jim Rohn are the top two, in my opinion. He was your Sunday school teacher. So, how does that even happen? I mean, obviously he didn't do it for the money. He was just wanting to get back and be of service by being a Sunday school teacher. Tell us about why Zig ended up being your Sunday school teacher. I mean, it just is more just like lock of the draw, I guess, for me, you know, my, my 
um, I was going to a, my parents sent, sent me to a, um, you know, a, a church called Prestonwood Baptist church, which is a big, a big church in North Dallas. And, uh, Ziegler was a member there and he had a class, had a, had a, like a Sunday school class. And I, I joke cause it's Sunday school. It sounds like it's like 10 people in it, but you know, there was probably a hundred people in this class. Right. So, wow. um, so it's, it's not like I had an intimate relationship with the guy. Um, but I did, but as a young, a young boy, you know, I did see him every week and he, you know, I, I not many kids want to go to Sunday school, but, but it, he was, he was, he was fun to watch. He, he made it very entertaining. He was very, he was a great storyteller, great influencer, great persuader, had lots of great energy, you know? So it was, you know, I, sometimes I would, I wouldn't go to the main service, but I would just, I'll, I'll go to church if I go see Zig, but I'm not going to the main service. You know? so, that is really, yeah. really cool. I love that. So I know it's so funny because my avatar is elegant warrior. Yours is sales warrior. So we both have that in common. So what does a sales warrior mindset mean to you? Well, I love that you say, I love that you, you, you um, are identifying as a warrior as well, because, you know, a lot of people, they have a, a negative charge to the whole warrior concept. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing. They have a negative leash that we can, we can talk about how to dissolve that, but they have a negative leash. And so I have to kind of reframe that for people. And the first thing I say is, well, first of all, we all have a warrior archetype in us. Mm-hmm. So any, any, any human being that's ever overcome any sort of adversity, over, overcome a, a setback, a failure, a divorce, being brokenhearted, you know, a mother that's birthed a child. I mean, any, any, we all have a warrior in us. And, and so the idea of the warrior is to just dial in kind of the, the best version of us, that, that first responder, that frontline defender. And then from a selling perspective, I always say there's four different types of salespeople out there. So the bottom level is really a follower type of salesperson. And they're very passive, a lot of fear, a lot of insecurity. And they're just kind of always waiting on the customer to tell them what to do. Then right above that, the majority of salespeople lie. That's what we call a helper mentality. Their intention is very positive. They truly want to be a helper. Uh, however, they, they believe in their mind. The story they tell themselves is, is I need to earn the right to help someone, or if someone wants my help, they're going to ask for it. And so they don't ever lead, they don't ever uh, insert their help on anyone. So then that's usually majority of salespeople out there. And then right above that is a leader. And a leader is a person you follow to a place you wouldn't go on your own. So it's a person who takes the lead in the process. They immediately, you know, ask the right questions and, and take them through the, the sales process. But the difference between a leader and a warrior, which is the final level, is a warrior is the ultimate protector so a warrior is someone that their whole goal is, I want to protect the customer from themselves. I want to protect the customer from spending less and getting less. I want to protect the customer from the competition who will be manipulating them or conning the customer into spending less and getting less or things that aren't necessarily the right things for them. And so they're a protector of the customer's best interest. They're also a protector of their company's brand. So they, that's, that's the difference is there that just that slight edge, the, the warrior is everyone can be a warrior as far as the percentage of warriors out there. It's about probably five to 10% um, are the actual warriors that are out there, but everyone's capable of it. Um, and so our job at FPG is to help people find that warrior within them in three areas, their process, their mindset, and their language. Mm, to me, warrior means being fierce, like taking a fierce, powerful stand for what you believe in. Hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah, and and not and not allowing, you know, I always say, you know, one of the one of the beliefs we actually have fifteen corresponding beliefs of warrior selling and our overall philosophy of warrior selling, you know, but one of the beliefs of a warrior is that that um, that I'm going to sell as if I'm permanently dead, and I know that sounds like a weird statement, but it actually comes from the samurai. So the samurai, one of the samurai codes was to live their life as if they're permanently dead, to go to battle as if they're permanently dead, because they knew that the greatest honor for them is to, was to give their life in servitude for their Lord, for their honor, for their service, right? And so if they were to die in battle, that was okay. Well, the concept around that is the reason why the samurai were so fierce is because, because the people they were fighting against did not want to die. They didn't believe in it that much. So you're fighting the samurai who they're there to live it, leave it all in the field and go, I'm fighting for something that's bigger than myself. And they were fighting against people who didn't really believe in that. Right. And so, 
So to me, I always say you need to sell as if you're permanently dead. If you believe so much in your product and service as if you believe it's going to improve your customer's life and get them to move towards life improvement, move away from pain, then it's your perfect right to give everything you got. You know, make, you're never going to talk to this person again. So make sure you said your piece. And if they end up, end up not going forward, well, that's on them. That's their life. That's their decision. But at least you don't have any regrets. So live your life with no regrets. So that leads me to the next question, because so many people that I've met are scared to be pushy salespeople. So what is the psychology of making someone want to buy versus pushing something at them? Sure. So, so, so I'm a master practitioner and so is my wife, uh, Mary Marshall Forrest and neuro linguistic programming. So neuro stands for brain linguistic stands for our speech patterns. And what's been proven by science and psychology is the way that we speak is a window and how we think, how we think drives, how we feel, how we feel drives our motivations, motivations drive behaviors, behaviors drive results. Right. Okay. So, so one of the ways that if I was to coach someone right now, that's dealing with this, then I would say, okay, well, what's your positive intentions? Let's even just role play this, Rebecca, right? So let's say, let's just, I want you to embody, embody the person that says, I don't want to come across pushy, okay? I just don't want to, I, I love the product, but I just don't want to push people. Perfect, got it. So right now, Rebecca, I want you to think of um, a customer that your product or service could really serve. Can you think of someone like that? Yes. Perfect. And so what, what's your ultimate intention for them? Like, how do you believe your product or service will really help them and serve them? It'll help them lose weight and feel more self-esteem. Perfect. So how are you going to feel if they end up, if they end up going with your competitor? So what's the, what's the, what's the downside of that? Like what's, what's so bad about going with your competitor? Because I don't think the product is as effective and I feel like, I'm actually hurting their health by letting them go with the competitor. Perfect. So if they go with the competitor, they end up hurting their health. Is it also possible they could uh, go down go down a path that maybe loses motivation in themselves? Maybe they they, they create a, even a bigger story that says they're not worth it, they're not enough, um, they're not capable. Uh, that kind of downward spiral. Is that correct as well? Definitely. It would definitely affect their self esteem to stay overweight. Perfect. Good. So, so right now, you know, Rebecca, you're in, you're in what I would call a little bit of a therapeutic double bind because your positive intention is that you truly want to serve them. You truly want to help them at the same time, you, your, your conflicting belief right now that you have is I don't want to come across too pushy. Mm -hmm. So we have a little bit of a cognitive dissonance going on, right? So the cognitive dissonance is, is that we either get you through the fact of, um, giving you the right tools and techniques to, to assert yourself on them, not be aggressive, but be assertive mm -hmm. and share your insights with them. Um, or if you don't do that, then your customer potentially is going to go with your competitor and you're going to feel, it sounds like even guiltier about that. Yeah. Perfect. Good. So what would you like to do instead? I would like to be inspirational, passionate and convincing that I have their best interests at heart. So they buy my weight loss product. Perfect. Good. So, so suppose I could show you a way to be convincing and inspirational and have their best interests at heart. Then would that be something you'd be interested in hearing more about? Yes. Perfect. Good. So all I would suggest that you need, need to do Rebecca is um, it sounds like you already know, you know, a ton about that customer. So the next time you have, you get on the, a conversation with them. I want to teach you a simple technique called the infinity loop. And so the infinity loop is where you're going to summarize back. You're going to backtrack and summarize back to them everything that you know about them. So what are their goals? What are their aspirations? It's not just about losing health, but why do they want to lose health or sorry, improve their health? Why do they want to lose weight? Why do they, what's the, what is that going to give them more in life, more sex, more freedom, more power, more love, more what, what is the why behind it? What does it mean to have a better healthy life, right? We need the meaning behind it. And then once you do that, um, then you're going to remind them all of that. You're going to say, you know, is that still your main goal? Yes, it is. So what I want to do right now for you is I want to share with you just a couple of options of how I believe um, I could truly serve you and help you get to that goal. All three are great options. They're all three uh, that would benefit you. Uh, then I'm going to ask you a simple question, and that is of the three options, which one do you feel is the easiest one for you to get started with today that will help you move towards that goal of 
health because of this and this and this and this and this. And then we'll decide, we'll immediately get started with the, with the taking action towards that. And more importantly, I look forward to three, six, nine months from now, looking back at this exact moment, knowing this is the exact time that you decided to take back your life and choose and choose health for you. All right, so let's get started with the three different options. I love that because I alternative closing A, B, or C is so much easier. And that's that's not pushy. That's not, you got to buy this now. It's putting it back on them. Do you want to take option A, B, or C? So that that actually, that's a really good technique. And I've, I've forgotten that. So that was great. Thank you for reminding me. So let's talk about, you say you have brand new cutting edge sales strategies. So what makes your sales strategies new or different than the strategies that your first Sunday school teacher Zig Ziglar taught? What's, what's new in the world of sales? Well, that's a great question. So um, in a lot of cases, I always tell people I'm the youngest old school trainer that's out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, sometimes new is actually very old, but right. um, the, what hap- what's happened like anything in life, right? Let's just do a quick history lesson here. So in the early 80s, um, there was a bad rap about sales. You know, the movie Boiler Room or Wolf, Wolf, you know, Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street, all these kind of negative connotations came out about sales. And so people started kind of marking that said, okay, well, sales must be a con artist. There must be a connection to that. If I'm to sell someone something, I'm not helping them. You know, it's a negative side, right? What happened is the pendulum, like it does in life, it swung all the way to the other side in the 80s with this whole relationship selling movement. And it was all about solution selling, relationship selling, integrity selling, all of this kind of, we call it the soft selling revolution that came out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it became very popular because, again, people were trying to do the opposite, as we all do in life. You know, it's just like even now, I mean, gosh, no wonder the Democrats took, took over because, you know, it's, it's people didn't like the extreme side of the, of the conservatives. And so now let's go to the other side. Right. So it's this it's always going to be a pendulum of back and forth, back and forth. Right. And so what, what happened is we, we, we went so far to the, the excite of it's all about building relationships and not asserting ourselves on people that we, be, we kind of lost our voice as advisors, as sales professionals, as sales warriors. And so that's all I did is I, I, I'm trying to ignite the pride, purpose, and respect of professional selling. And so a lot of, a lot of what I teach is stuff that Zig Ziglar taught, but at the same time, I've added in uh, neuro-linguistic programming, you know, I've added in a lot of other things to keep it obviously relevant and cutting edge, you know, for today. So for example, that technique that I just showed you called the infinity loop, uh, that's a very NLP technique that Zig Ziglar didn't know about back then. Right. So that's reminding them, you know, rekindling the fire from the past. So backtracking, telling them what you're about to do next, and then telling them what's going to happen in the future. And then telling them it all starts right now. So that's the infinity loop that you would, you would create. Um, but, um, you know, the other thing that's kind of changed a lot is, you know, things used to be very procedural back in the old days when it came to selling. And then people, people, you know, scripts got a bad rap. We don't really script it and be robotic. And so everyone threw out the scripts. Okay, we're not going to do scripts anymore. Sales is just an art form. And well, that's not true either, because if you look at the top 1%, they follow a process, you know, a step-by-step process, but, but you have to embody it. Right. You have to embody it. Right. It's like an actor. You don't feel like the actor is saying a script because they're embodying the character. So that's this. I feel embodying it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I call it, there's actually, sorry, what's that? I actually love sales scripts because they give you kind of like a guideline of where to go. Well, they give you a guideline, but what's interesting is, that this is what I always tell people is I'll ask them again, what's the positive intention behind their behavior? Well, I don't want to sound too, you know, robotic. Okay. What, what do you want to sound? Well, I want to sound genuine. Okay. Well, so you think that when you're selling now, you're sounding genuine. Yeah, of course. Cause it's, it's me. Okay. Do you think if I was to listen to your, your presentation, how similar is your presentation like out of the last 10 conversations? Oh, it's probably 70% the same. Great. So you're following a script right now. Mm-hmm. It's just, it might not be the most effective one. <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. So, so I'm just going to give you a more effective one and then you're going to embody that one and make it your own and your own flavor, your own voice. Uh, but, but if you could say things that are 
more influential and more persuasive that would benefit you and benefit the customer and benefit your family, you know, what would stop you from doing that? Exactly. Yeah, it, so. it makes a lot of sense. So speaking of sales presentations, Jason, what, do, in your opinion, what do all great sales presentations have in common? That's a great question. Um, so obviously, number one, they follow a process. Um, number two, and we have a process called the 543. So it's five steps to understand the customer's mission uh, to improve their life on a functional, emotional level. Um, and it's four steps to present solutions, three steps to resolve the sale. So that's our process. You already saw some of it towards the end because you said the, the three option closed there at the end, which is part of our process at the end. But um, so I would say, you know, they follow a process. Uh, they, they, uh, the, the second thing is that it's, it's a, it's a, it's an equal balance of questions and statements. Mm, interesting. So for example, let me start how my, how my process normally starts, right? So let's say I'm cold calling someone or I've set appointment on LinkedIn for an initial 20 minute get to know you session, right? To see if there's a fit relationship, which is where we do majority of our businesses off LinkedIn. And so I would have a quick conversation and I would say, hey, I would say, hey, Rebecca, thanks for, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for taking our Zoom meeting. I know your, your time is extremely valuable. So I'm just going to get right to it and see if there's a, a, a fit for us to you know, have a further conversation. How's that sound? Great. Uh, there's a few reasons, a few ways we're able to help businesses right now. Number one, uh, we are a sales recruiting company. We can go out there and find a fearless sales warrior for you. Use third-party assessments uh, to make sure they're better than half your existing team, put them through our 90-day sales training program that's listed as number one in, in the United States, number two in the world, and then guarantee their performance. Or we can take your existing salespeople that might be bottom producers or average producers and turn them into top sales warriors. Um, or we have a program called Leadership Sales Coaching. We can turn your sales managers into Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, Pete Carroll of coaching. Of any of those three, recruiting, sales trainer, sales manager training, or any of those in need for you right now to achieve your goals in 2021. So that's an opening that's very effective mm -hmm. that most people wouldn't do because most people they get it they it's too they're too slow getting out of the gate. Yes, because people are told you have to build rapport first. But they have it, they have the they have an incorrect definition of rapport. So okay. so rapport from an NLP perspective or rapport from a warrior selling perspective is we use business rapport. So rapport means you're on the same page with someone. Mm. Where rapport has completely taken a bad rap is, is, is to be in rapport with someone. I have to talk about, you know, uh, you know, the Democrats taking the Senate, or I have to talk about the weather, or I have to talk about state, you know, normal events, or I have to talk about, hey, I see Rebecca, you got flowers behind you. Let's talk about your flowers for a little bit. <laughs> you know, like that has nothing to do with what rapport is all about. Rapport is, is I'm on the same page with you with what your goals are. Mm. What are you trying to accomplish? Where are you stuck? Where are you trying to move away that. from? Where are you trying to move towards? And do I have, do I hear you? Do you hear me? Do we have alignment with a shared mutual purpose, a mutual vision, a mutual strategy? That's rapport. And when rapport is lost, all is lost. But it's business rapport done in a friendly way not, I'm going to build a friendship with you and occasionally talk about business. I love that. It's so much more genuine. The other, well, it's also what high produced. Yeah. It's the other one is the, like, the other oh, what? we're friends. So then I can like pivot and sell you something. And this is like, this is why we're talking. We're both on LinkedIn. We both want better results. Like let's get into it. I love it. Yeah. And, and it's funny. I mean, I mean, I'll tell you, here's the thing is people go, well, it seems like it's a little abrupt, a little fast. And I go, well, I'll tell you right now, I've never met a, a successful person that has time to talk about friendship stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I'm telling you right now, if salespeople call on me or they schedule a schedule an appointment for me and they, and they waste the first five minutes of my time talking about my New Year's plans, like what I did for New Year's Eve and what was going on, I just tell them, I said, look, you, you better get to it because I don't have time for this. Right. Like, do you tell me what you're offering? Tell me you have your product for me. Tell me what your pitch is. And I need to know, I've got a, I got a goal. I mean, we want to triple our business in the next 12 months. And, you know, can you help me get there? And if you can, then keep talking. If you can't, then I don't have time for that. Yeah, I love that. So my next question is, are all great salespeople great leaders, in your opinion? 
Well, it depends on how you look at it, right? So in order to be a great leader, you have to first be able to lead yourself. Mm. So we call, I call it the levels of leadership. So first you have to lead yourself, then you have to be able to lead one other, and then you have to be able to lead a team and then lead a division and then lead a company and then lead you know, a country and then lead at the empire, right? And then you're Kanye West and you, you say you're God, right? So, <laughs> but that's, that's a whole different game, you know? But, but so a lot of people are put into leadership and they've never led one other person. Right. And they're, they're not even really consciously competent about how they're even leading themselves. It's funny. They have been, they have, yeah, I used to sell cars, believe it or not. I sold four awesome. cars in Jacksonville, Florida. And the top producer was actually the most disorganized crackhead I've ever met in my life. But he was just good at sales. So he, he could have never in a million years led anyone but himself. But he was, you know, making 20 grand a month selling Ford cars, which is pretty good in the mid-90s. So how, how do you explain that based on what you just said? He didn't get to the next level. He was only good at leading himself and not really even himself because he was a drug addict. Like, it was always so confusing to me how he could be like a top producing salesperson selling cars and having like such a messed up life. I mean, I see it. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's that confusing if we think about it because everyone's doing the best they can with the resources they have. Right. So in his case, I mean, he's, he's like an absent-minded professor, right? So he, he's really, really good at one thing and he's got a lot of stability and he's created procedures. That's all life is, is a bunch of procedures, right? So he's created a procedure to be successful in selling. He does not have a procedure when it came to his, maybe his marriage or his personal life or his health, you know, he doesn't have a procedure for that. Yeah. And he, and he, and maybe he lacked the why lacked the motivation to do those things. Right. So, so, cause in, in order for a person to lead someone else, they have to first be able to be consciously aware of how they're leading themselves. Mm. And then they, and then they have to decide and say, you know what? I really feel like I've cracked the code on leading myself and I feel like I could help other people crack the code on them leading themselves. Yes. Cause that, that's what leadership is. That's the mistake people make is leadership is not, Hey, Rebecca, I'm here to lead you. Mm-hmm. Leadership is Rebecca. I'm here to help you figure out a way so that you could be self-sufficient. Right. I need to teach you how to lead yourself. That's leadership. Yeah. Management is management is, Hey, Rebecca, tell me what you're doing the rest of the day. <laughs> you know? Right. I don't want to do that. I don't have time for that. You know? So in our program, like our leadership sales coaching program is listed as the number one sales management training program in the world. Wow. And, and, and it's all about, you know, my style of leadership, I call it benevolent alpha. Right. So benevolent is, you know, I truly care about you as a person. I care about your goals. I care about where you're trying to go. The alpha side is, you know, I'm in charge and it's my, it's my, it's my company. It's my playbook. You run the plays. I call the plays and I'll help you make a lot of money. If the plays don't work, then it's totally my responsibility and it's, it's my bad. But if you don't run the plays, it's all on you, man. You better run the plays. So, but that's my, that's our, you know, that's my style, right? Everyone has their own style, but, um, but my job is to show you how to do that. Right. And to be self-sufficient. I love that, the benevolent alpha. And I also love basically what you're saying is, you know, you can give a man a fish every day or teach him how to fish for a lifetime. And your sales training teaches people how to be great leaders and how to be great salespeople. So you're, you're giving them independence and it's, it's easier for the manager too because then you don't have to like baby everyone. It is. And the key to that though is, is no, so here's a, here's a simple thing everyone can write down that, will, that to me is so simple. And that is no show, do, teach. Mm. So if you're a leader right now listening and you want to teach other people how to be self-sufficient and lead themselves, first, you have to give them the knowledge. So whatever you're teaching them, give them the knowledge. So today we're teaching them the knowledge. So like, let's say I was teaching the infinity loop, which is what I did earlier. So that's right. the knowledge. Here's the infinity loop. Well, show is, let me demonstrate it. Let me demonstrate how to do the infinity loop. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can demonstrate in a role play. And then you can also demonstrate where they can shadow you. So my salespeople shadow me when they first get started. And I always tell them, look, I'll sell your first deal for you. But every time that we get off the phone, you need to be documenting exactly what I'm doing. And I need you asking me questions about what am I doing compared to the sales process I taught you? Because you need to be able to see it 
right? And see what I'm doing and hear what I'm doing. So then, so that's no show. And then they do it. And then the, the leader shadows them and then gives them feedback. And then finally, when they're kind of like blessed and kind of knighted, so to speak, then they go and teach the no show do to someone else. Mm-hmm. I love that. No, that's the legacy. No show do teach. That is yep. awesome. No show do teach. Very simple. So what you're talking about a lot is person to person or Zoom selling. <clears throat> what are your methods or teachings for online marketing, like click funnels and you know everything's online now, automated selling, like email sequences and what is your philosophy when it comes to online selling? Or do you just always make sure you get on a Zoom face-to-face with someone? Well, first of all, just make sure we change the language here because that's not selling, that's marketing. Okay? Marketing, <laughs> so yeah. Online marketing okay, so. person-to-person sales, yes. Yeah, so so selling, right, is is when, when, a, when a, a human being has a conversation and influences them with their words, either through email communication written or written communication or video or through Zoom or face-to-face, um, and they're convincing them to do something with their words, that's selling. Mm-hmm. If there is no human interaction involved, that would be marketing, right? So, so I'm a, look, I'm a big fan. I think marketing's great. I'm a huge Frank Kern fan. I'm sure, I'm sure people listening know Frank Kern. I think he's the, one of the best when it comes to online marketing. Um, I have plenty of click funnels. If you, right now, everyone can listen right now. If you go to, if you go to warriormindsetbook.com, warriormindsetbook.com, you can get our my warrior my mindset of a sales warrior book, which was listed as the best new sales book in 2019 in the world by Stevie, and um, uh, you can get it for free. You just pay shipping and handling, and then you'll go through my click funnel. Nice, right? So you get it for free, you pay shipping and handling, and the next thing is you get a bunch of cool things. You get a goal setting guide. You get all these extra videos. You get um, I'll take you through visualization exercises, affirmation tracks, like all kinds of cool stuff, right? And then of course that lead. Um, will be entered into our system. And then one of my sales warriors will, you know, will call upon you and offer you other opportunities, right? So we use that kind of stuff clearly as a, it's a marketing funnel to, yeah. to then transfer over to sales, you know, from that standpoint. Um, so I think that's important. The other thing that we do on the sales side though, is um, look, I'm a big fan of, of, of using LinkedIn. So for example, like our technique that we use is, 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 um, that I teach my clients and my salespeople do is, you know, they're constantly sending out LinkedIn messages, uh, sending out targeted and targeted campaigns. Um, we use, it's all about disrupting the pattern. So I always say you want to disrupt the pattern. So, you know, right now a lot of people are just sending out basic messages on LinkedIn. So my team instead will send out a video or they'll send out an audio, uh, something different, you know, um, um, another thing I did recently is I use dub, you know, dub, no, I don't. So, so Dub is like a competitor of BombBomb, but I think it offers a little bit more flexibility. So, but basically it's a video email tracking system. So I can create a custom video. I can have a list of, you know, let's say hundred people that I send it to. Uh, I can put their name on the top of every video. So it would say, Hey, Rebecca, I created this video just for you. Wow. And then it makes it personal to you. You open the video. As soon as you open it, it alerts, it alerts me on my phone that Rebecca is watching my video. And then immediately I pick up the phone and I call you and I said, Hey, I saw you watch the video. Let's talk about it. You know, that is um, so cool. I think, I think yeah. video messages are so much more personal because everybody's getting like so many messages in their inbox for marketing. And I think if people can actually feel your energy and see you and hear how you talk and feel your sincerity, that's a whole different level of connection. Well, of course. And, and, and everyone right now, if you, go to link, if you go to LinkedIn right now and you connect with me on LinkedIn, um, I use LinkedIn as how Seth Godin does a daily blog. So I'm always, so I've written seven books, wow. but my, my LinkedIn is all about what I'm working on today. So it's like my most raw kind of out there stuff. That stuff will turn into books and it will turn into training programs that I charge thousands and thousands of dollars for, right? So I would say if you want the unfiltered, like raw JFO stuff, like it's on LinkedIn for me. But, I, but if you go there, the JFO stuff, if you go there right now, what's that? Is that your rap name? I need a rap name. Maybe it is. I should I should I should do that. I think it should um, be but anyway, so you, if you go there right now, you can see on you can see 
some videos that I've sent out. So like one I did for the holidays is I paid, you'll love this. So I, I, um, I went to this company called Hire Santa. You guys should all check out Hire Santa. So Hire Santa, you know, it was like a, you know, it's like a, a pimp agency for Santas, right? <laughs> and so, so if you wanted a Santa, you know, you buy a Santa for rent a Santa, whatever. Well, now during COVID, you know, of course they're doing like online Santa. So I paid Santa, you know, I gave him a script and I told him to, I told him to, you know, basically do a selfie video of this script, right? <laughs> and then, and then I took my, I took my phone I have it right here. I took my phone and I went into um, Apple Clips. You know what I'm talking about, Apple Clips? Mm-hmm. So Apple Clips is, a, is an app that's right on your phone, right? And so I, I uh, got, the, got the Santa video and then um, I have Santa speaking and then I merged a personal video separately to my top prospects. You with me? So for example, like here's, here's this right here. was that was so yeah so I took like I don't know I probably had I don't know maybe a hundred top prospects you know and I did a video for I did so I had the first one that Santa did right and then I just I just created a a separate personalized selfie video for each and every single one of them that were my top hundred prospects wow and then and then and then embedded it into dub and then it says, and so right down below, my calendar link is right in this video. So right below, my calendar link is connected. So they just put themselves right on my calendar to have the next conversation. That is some next level stuff. That's incredible. Wow. So how do you motivate- so how much does Santa cost me? 50 bucks, by the way. 50 bucks for that one video? Yeah, that's, that's nothing though. You know what I mean? Look at how much money I'm going to make off of that 50 bucks. You no, know? it's incredible. That's you know, that is creative and that's using your personality and online marketing. I love it. So we're going to. And who's gonna, not going to open a video from Santa? Everybody is. I know. I, I everybody opens Santa. I hope I get one this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jason, how do you motivate your salespeople who are in a slump? Um, wow. Great question. Okay. So, <clears throat> so in the mindset of a sales warrior book, you know, I, there's actually 42 strategies in that book. So 42 different strategies in that book on how to remove the self-image stories, reluctances and rules that hold us back from earning what we're truly worth. Okay. So that's, that's that. Right. And um, so I definitely think everyone should, you know, check out the book and you can see all kinds of different coaching techniques that you can do, you know, but I'll give you a simple technique. This is really simple. So, so again, I want you to, so why don't you embody Let's just, we'll just role play this and have fun with this for a second. Okay. So okay. you just, and just act as you're, you're just going to, Rebecca, you're going to be in a slump right now. So all of a sudden you're in a slump. Okay. I'm in a slump. Yeah, I just, I can't make the sales that I used to make. I'm having bad luck. Perfect. All right. So Rebecca, Hey, so I'm going to, I'm going to take you back on a journey right now because you know, you've been one of my absolute top producers. And so right now I want you to think about, you know, what month was it when you were just like on freaking fire? What month was that? When was that again? Was it like, uh, October. like last, last October? Perfect. Good. And so, so in October, you know, let's talk through that. You know, what, what specifically, let's go through just right now. What specifically were you doing in October? You know, as far as like your, as far as like your phone calls, how many, how many, outbound, how many contacts were you making? If you were to like even pull up your calendar right now. What would your calendar say in the month of October that you were doing? I was making like 30 calls a day. 
you know, you're making $30 calls a day. And then, uh, and obviously there was stuff that you were doing probably in September that led to the success that you had in October. And so if we were to look in September, we would also see similar, similar different activities that you were doing as well, right? Mm -hmm. And then in addition to that, um, you know, how about your health? Were you working out back then? Like what else were you doing kind of yeah. physically? What else was going on? I was working out, I was meditating, I was having my morning practice. Perfect, good. So here's, so what I would basically do, Rebecca, right? If I had more time is I would just keep going through and find the mental model or find the blueprint, the strategy, right? So I'd find the strategy of exactly what you did in the month of September or the month of July that led to the success that you had in October uh, when it came to activities, when it came to appointments, when it came to meditation, when it came to eating, when it came to who you hang around with, that when you, when you came to work, when you left work, exactly what did you do, right? Success leaves clues. Mm -hmm. And then I would just say, Great. So let's just now let's look back at your last 30 days prior to the slump that you've been in and let's compare, you know, what you did the last 30 days to compare to what you did the 30 days prior to October and let's see what the difference is. Mm-hmm. It's good. And then you would say what? You would say it's completely different. Yeah, I stopped <laughs> meditating. I stopped doing my morning practice. I, you know, I made less calls. Yeah. That's good. So now why why am I going down that path? Because the fastest way to get someone out of a slump is to is to know that, is to help them realize that they're capable they're capable of of selling at a higher rate because they did it before mm -hmm. they're just choosing to not do the same things that the same the same process pattern strategy that led them to the outcome of success they're not they're not they're not doing those same things and so if the quickest way is to show them they are capable of doing it. They just need to do it. Mm -hmm. That's the fastest. Now, if there's other things, if there's, um, you know, more of a, um, you know, more of a, a, a belief thing then I can work with them on some, some deeper level belief exercises to get them out of that rut. And I can, I can take people through hundreds of different practices to do that, but that's the fastest one is, just going back to a previous time in your life when you were successful. But also, Jason, there is, in my opinion, there's a numbers game involved in anything. I don't care if it's baseball, sales, dating. I mean, there is a numbers game involved. And I think for me, when I don't hit my numbers, when I don't get my sales goals, it is mindset ultimately, but you can't expect to like bat 300 every time, right? You, you have to give yourself a little bit of grace because there's a numbers, like not everybody's going to say yes. So can you speak into that? It's okay if people say no and, and how not to take it internally and take it personally. Of course, of course. So, um, so whenever I teach, I, I teach this concept to people and I'll tell them, you know, every time you every time you you talk to a customer, there's only a few different outcomes that could possibly happen. Okay, so one outcome is that you that you move the sale forward. That's one outcome that you know person agrees to have another conversation with you. You know, they go from just looking to I'm definitely doing something, but now I need to have another conversation to continue this dialogue. Right. Another outcome is that you know they say um, they say you know, yeah, I'm moving forward. You've, you know, this is exactly what I want to do. Uh, a third outcome is they say, not yet. You know, the timing's off. Uh, and so you close them on, you know, to have a conversation in three months, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, which happens a lot. I can tell you right now. I mean, at the end of, at the end of 2020, I scheduled probably 10 or 15 appointments on the calendar for January and February. Mm-hmm. For people that are just like, it's just, we can't do it right now. We're just not in the mindset for it. Great. And I said, great. So would you be in the mindset in January, or early February to talk about this again? And they would say January, whatever. I said, great. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that, you know, January 23rd, um, which is a Wednesday at 2 p.m., you're going to be free. Does that sound good to you? I'm sure I'm free too. I'm sending you an invite. Will you just make sure and accept the invitation? We'll talk again on that Zoom call on January 23rd, right? So that's the third outcome. And then the last outcome is they tell you to pound sand. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, I always tell people, look, there's only, there's, it's all, this, so as long as you know, you can be okay with that. That's that, those are the outcomes, right? So, and if one of the outcomes is they tell you to pound sand, well, all right, well, no big deal. You know, they, you've said your piece, you, you've, you, you've said everything you need to say. And if, it, if it's just not going to work, it's not going to work, you know? Right. That's really good. 
So um, I noticed that in your bio, it says you're a certified addiction prevention specialist. So how, how did you get into that? Are you a recovering addict? And how- <laughs> you just go right to it. You just go right That's to it. huh? I'm a warrior, just like you. Um, how do you prevent addiction? Because that's a powerful force right there. Yeah. Well, so it's kind of funny that I'm in that, right? So <clears throat> I've always been obsessed with, um, with how do I change behavior? That's always been my obsession is how do I unleash people, specifically salespeople from the, again, the story, self-image, reluctance, and rules that are holding them back from earning what they truly worth. Like, how do I do that? Right. Because mm-hmm. I always say selling is easy. It's just the psychology that gets in the way. And so, <clears throat> and so um, I heard about this addiction certification called strategic intervention. And it was funny, I'm in this room and they all look around and, and, and they said, so I'm curious, you know, what are you doing here? Because you're the only business coach that's in this room. Everyone else is, you know, an addiction counselor. Yeah. And I said, well, if you can show, if you can show me how to get a kid off crack, then I, then I think I can translate that to how to get a salesperson off of needing more marketing, more incentives, more better leads, better CRMs, whatever, you know, they're all addicted to something that's, that they think is the answer. Right. And so if I can learn that, then I think I can truly help people. And it actually worked. So it all comes that that system comes from from Tony Robbins six human needs psychology. Are you familiar with that? I love that. Yeah, let's go over that yeah. for our listeners. What are the six human needs? That this is good. Perfect. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So th- that's where it all roots from. So so th- there's first you have the need of certainty. So I want to feel safe and secure. Uh, then you have the need of um, uh, the need of variety. So I want fun, freedom, variety. Uh, then you have the need of um, significance. I want to feel important, like I matter. Then you have the need of love and connection. I want to feel, you know, connected and have love in my life, connected to other human beings. And then I want to feel growth, like I'm getting, I'm improving, and I want to feel contribution, like I'm making a difference in the world. Right. So certainty, safety, security, variety, fun, freedom, significance, feel important, I matter, um, love and connection, connect to other people, love, valued. And then growth, feel like I'm improving, contribution, make a difference in the world. All right. So the way addiction counseling works is that that when three or more of the six human needs are met by a certain vehicle, you become addicted. If all six human needs are connected, you become super addicted. So like we're addicted to all kinds of things, right? So, but one of the things that I teach is, is, is it possible that there could be good addictions and also bad addiction. So we always think of addiction as a bad thing, mm-hmm. but I'm highly addicted to my wife mm-hmm. and we are partners in life. We are 24 seven partners. And that's because she gives me a tremendous amount of certainty, a tremendous amount of variety and fun, a tremendous amount of significance, a tremendous amount of love and connection. A tri- we, we grow together. We're always doing cool things together. Contribution. We work together, make a difference in the world. So we have an addiction, addictive relationship with each other. Well, that's okay. Right? So, but a way to, to the only way for a person to let go of an addiction is to replace it with a good addiction. Mm, yes. So, so let's just say someone's addicted to, you know, some drug that's, that's hurting them. Okay. There's obviously plant-based medicine, which is really good. So let's just say there's an, a negative drug that's really hurting them. And, and so, okay, well, how is that drug giving them certainty? Well, it's making them feel safe and secure. They know exactly what to expect. Variety, it's giving them a difference escape from life, you know, significance. Um, that's one of the worst things because if, if you call a druggie a druggie, you're actually making them feel better about it. Mm. So it's like, it's like if you call a bully a bully, you're actually giving them a label and you're making them more of a bully. Wow. And one of the mistakes that, that we make. Yeah, yeah. One of the mistakes that we make in life is that, you know, if, uh, you know, if you call a bully a bully, it actually increases their addiction to it because now they have a, now they matter. Right. You know, so same thing with a druggie. It's like, you're such a druggie. Well, that's not good that you become, you become like the, the whole family unit is revolving around you because you now have such significance, right? You know, love and connection. We do drugs together with other people. Anyway, so that's four of the six human needs. Well, now we'd have to find a replacement vehicle for that person. And so that's why you see a lot. We always kind of joke, because if you ever see like an extreme CrossFit athlete, or like in my case, I'm in Spartan races and so forth. We always joke marathon runner, like some sort of like pe- like Peloton extreme being, whatever. We always jokes are like they probably are a previous drug user, <laughs> you know, wow. because you know what I mean? Because they they had to find 
like a positive replacement yeah, addiction from a negative switch their positive. addiction. Yeah. Wow. That is so cool. So there's so many more. I got to get your wife on the show next time. She, she is so talking. much better than she's so much better than me. And um, she has a whole, you should talk to her because she has a whole message on abundance that you would really like to hear. Yeah. Cause that's what my teaching is. The seven I know that's what I'm saying. That's what you should talk about that. Awesome. So how can people keep in touch with you? Um, I'm going to put that free offer in the notes of the book, one of your many awesome books. Uh, how can people stay in touch with you? You mentioned LinkedIn. What else What else do you have for people to connect? Because I definitely know my listeners are going to want to connect with you, Jason. Yeah. So definitely let's connect on LinkedIn. And then also, again, the warriormindsetbook.com. Uh, and then also, if, if you're a leader that's looking for, you know, to expand their sales team, uh, we have completely disrupted the recruiting business by combining a recruiting company, an assessment company, a training company to one. Uh, we're the only sales recruiting agency out there that does all three combined as one. So it's a full package deal. Find them, assess them, train them, guarantee them. So that's pretty cool. And then, of course, you know, our training programs right now, they're all online. So we have our warrior selling uh, 90, day, 90 day programs or they start every month. Uh, our leadership sales coaching programs start every month. Um, and then we've got the mindset of a sales warrior masterclass, which is every month as well. So all different kinds of offerings at FPG.com. So F is in forest, P is in performance, G is in group.com. Awesome. Well, Jason, I'm going to go back and take notes on this podcast because I didn't want to take notes and interview at the same time, but wow, you packed so much information and so much contribution into the last 50 minutes. I'm just like, my mind is like spinning so fast. I have a lot to process right now. So thank you so much for your dedication, your time, everything that you've put into studying the art of sales. It's really inspirational for me. And thank you, everybody, for listening to the Balanced, Beautiful, Abundant show. We rely on you sharing this with your friends. So if you're listening on Facebook Live, tag a friend. If you're listening to the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. I'm sure we all know people that can benefit by Jason's powerful message that he had today. So thank you again, Jason, for being on the show. This was awesome. Happy New Year. And I can't wait to meet your wife very soon. Awesome. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I'd love to come back anytime. Sounds awesome. Thank you. Who says you can't have it all? I'm proof that you can. You just have to put your life into balance. Too much of anything, money, fitness, socializing can overtake your life. When all seven aspects of your life work in harmony, you will achieve the balanced, beautiful and abundant life you've always dreamed of. Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them. Please review this podcast. Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget, stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant. My life like it's holding